Good morning and welcome to Rural Queensland today for the 1st of June. That's right, the 1st of June, first day of winter. A very good morning to everybody listening to us across the Resonate Broadcast Network through 4SB in Kingaroy, 4ZR in Roma, 4VL in Charleville, 4HI in Emerald, 4LM Mount Isa, 4LG Longridge, 4GC Charters Towers in the Hot Country Network. A very good morning to you. Happy World Milk Day. That's right, World Milk Day today and we wait with bated breath as the pricing comes out. We'll speak with Kay Tummer up very shortly. I'm going to recap everything Origin. Don't worry. Everything State of Origin will re- be recapped this morning. That's going to happen very shortly. We're going to talk with Ernie Camp as well. And we're also going to catch up with Kim Moyer from the Tom Coulty. It's happening in the next couple of weeks here in Queensland. It's a big show for you. We'll look at the Dolby Market Report and other market results throughout the course of the day as well that went on yesterday. A big show for you. It's Rural Queensland Today with Ben Dobbin. Now remember, you can go to Spotify anytime you like. You can get all the latest and previous episodes. It's all there on Spotify. Go to our Facebook page or Instagram, Ben Dobbin, Rural Queensland Today. Let's get into it. Let's recap. State of Origin from Adelaide. That's up next. Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. It is June 1st and you're waking up this morning and you've got a big smile on your face. And the reason being is that Queensland won last night 26 points to 18 in what is going to be described as one of the greatest victories of all time. A 10-0 lead and they looked like they were cruising Queensland in front of almost 50,000 fans at Adelaide Oval. I was one of the lucky ones. I was there on the sideline and it was an amazing game of rugby league. So much twists and so many turns, but the, the big moments come the big players. Cairns raised, Hammerside Tabuai Fado was unbelievable. He was absolutely next level. To score that try um, when they were down to 12 men with Thomas Flegler in the sin bin was pretty special. I caught up with him post-match. Here is the Hammer, Hammerside Tabuo Fado. Ah, Hammer, congratulations, mate. Um, I I love it when a bloke gets back to an arena where he belongs and you shone tonight, mate. The emotions you're feeling at the moment after what has gone on and will go down as one of the most memorable origin victories. Yeah, no, the the emotions are are high at the moment. Um, Yeah, obviously got... Yeah, I was just just stoked about it. Um, the boys boys played a good 80, and uh, I think the I think we built that um, through the through the week, um, just just gelling with each other and, and, and the vibe as well. So yeah, just just having that good week with each other, being comfortable um, training together, and um, yeah, showed out there. The, the first try, it was a lovely little kick and a follow through, and obviously you know you, 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 that's your bread and butter. But that second try, tell us in that moment, Munster shifts to the left-hand side and, and he finds you on the outside, but there's plenty of work to do. Yeah, I honestly don't, don't know what was going on through my head. Um, I just just thought um, just thought back myself. Um, I know I've got the, the ability um, to, to break open a, a game and, um, yeah, I, I just thought back myself and once I got past... Um, Foxy, um, and then Teddy was coming around. I just said, oh, "Let's go." I need need to get to this try line. And, um, and I know you're, and I know it's your your sign that everybody thought it was a fin, like a fins up, but it's actually more than that. But mate, in that moment, I felt like, oh mate, maybe he thinks he's back playing for the Dolphins, and he does <laughs> that as well. Like that's your that's your that's your big thing, mate. Yeah, um, yeah. So just just showcasing my my culture. Um, yeah, I love it. Out in that arena. Um, 
I did it in uh, 2021 when I debuted and yeah just doing it out here getting back into the, the um, Origin team yeah I couldn't be couldn't be more proud in all seriousness it's well documented I mean you love the Cowboys you're a Cairns boy and and you come down here and you've had so much success under Wayne and, and what you guys are building at the Dolphins but you get time to reflect now 12 months is a long time in this sport I mean you're only 22 and and it just looks like you're just starting to, to get back to where you haven't even reached where you know you can get to. Yeah, I think um, just for me, I think sky's the limit. Um, and I think I think when I'm I'm enjoying footy, um, that's where I play my best footy. Um, and Wayne's Wayne's been big on that. Um, on me coming into preseason, I had a good preseason, and um, it, it shows back at what I've been doing at Clubland. Um, I'm enjoying my footy. I'm smiling out there, and yeah, that just makes me comfortable and. Um, comfortable in my own game and just my just a big confidence boost can i say alicia jones she's wanting you to do the breaststroke oh, yeah. when you do it mate can we can we just get some sort of commitment at some point this season yeah yeah no. yeah it's coming it's coming <laughs> good on you man I'll, go on and do this victory well Sweet. done mate great one for queensland Sweet, thank well, you thanks Hamilton. another player that was unbelievable was lindsey collins i mean the front rower who absolutely soared above James Tedesco, his teammate who's a fullback, to seal the game, uh, speaks volumes um, of where this side is at. He was inspirational, Lindsay Collins, and a bloke that really works his absolute backside off day in, day out to try and make a difference. Lindsay Collins on just what an awesome um, experience it was to play for Queensland and that high jump that he made. Here he is in the dressing sheds. Lindsay Collins, you've gone into origin folklore, mate. You out-jumped uh, the current uh, Australian, your former te- your teammate uh, in <laughs> Jason Esco. Mate, in that moment, talk us through it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was just running down and sort of saw the ball up in the air and I didn't really feel anyone going for it, so I just thought I'll have a crack and then ended up coming down with it and then Money was screaming my name and just passing the ball and, yeah. At their moments, mate, you mean, you were down to 12 men. I mean, Tom was in the sin bin. It was, it was built for middle forwards to step up, wasn't it, tonight? Yeah, exactly. It's like you said, moments. Origin is made of moments and... Um, that was a moment there and you just got to take them with both hands sort of thing and yeah it was it's an unbelievable feeling mate it, it means so much here over Queensland and, and your form for the Roosters is showing that and every time you've worn their Queensland jersey like tonight just solidifies for you just all that hard work you know through injury and that it, it must give you some satisfaction I know the job's not done yet but but just the, you're, you're there, you belong, and you can actually sh- make a difference for Queensland in those moments. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing that you mentioned there. It's just that hard work, you know, all the stuff behind the scenes that not everyone no sees. sees. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm um, really big on that, and you know, diet, lifestyle, training, extras, everything, like down to the little tiny one percenters sort of thing. So, uh, you know, um, when you need it, when moments present themselves. You know, that's what all that training is for. That's what all those sacrifices are for. And, um, yeah, it's pretty... But like you said, you know, job's not done yet. We've got um, game two up Suncorp. And, um, yeah, we've got to get ready to go there. Good on you, mate. Congratulations. Great, great, great game. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Cheers mate. Good on you, Thank you, mate. Well done, mate. Thank you, man. One of Queensland and Central Queensland's favourites, 
is Ben Hunt. Uh, he is absolutely awesome. Um, and last night he was a very, very happy man uh, when he was back in the dressing rooms. Um, from central Queensland to origin once again, Ben Hunt making everybody so proud last night. Here he is, Ben Hunt. He's going to rule. Well, central Queensland, Queensland's Ben Hunt, another unbelievable victory for Queensland uh, tonight. Just a, a, a phenomenal performance. Yeah, very gutsy win, mate. Um, you now, obviously, we got out to a, a bit of an early lead, but Blues caught it back, and you know, we, we got a few injuries and had a send-off, and yeah, it's a gutsy effort. Mate, to get 10-0 up, I thought, you know, this is rolling along really nicely. It looked comfortable, but, geez, they scrapped, didn't they, to come back into it? Yeah, I thought that initially, but it always swings in origin. They, you know, if you're not really putting your foot on the gas, they, they went up a little notch, and... Now they've got a lot of field position. We had a couple of sets in our line and sort of cooked us a bit towards the back end of that um, first half. And, you know, it was a credit to them to, to get them back in the game. Yeah. Mate, some calls that obviously didn't go either side's way. That's that's origin. But Flegler's sin binning, it, it, it looked innocuous. It didn't look like it was a sin binning. Yeah, mate, oh, to be honest, I didn't have a good look at it. But, you know, first glance, like live, it, I didn't think it was. But, oh, that's just that's the nature of the game at the moment, eh? Some people are going to go, some aren't. <laughs> To win with 12, though, is quite unbelievable. You've been a part of some great victories. This one was a special one tonight. Yeah, mate, to come to behind, from behind with, you know, 12 players on the field, it's, you know, a credit to a couple of players. You know, Munster really stepped up in that period. Bloody big Lindsay Collins going above the pack to get a try. Like, that's got to be close to, you know, one of the best front row tries this ever, hasn't it? I agree. I agree. Good on you, mate. Go and enjoy it. Cheers, Dobbo. Thanks, mate. So the 21st of June is locked in and set, and that is the big day for everybody involved on whether or not they will be it and when Queensland get to play game two of the State of Origin. It was brave. The gamble played off, paid off. Reese Walsh was outstanding. And Queensland come away 1-0 up in a series when they promised so much and delivered. A great news story this morning to wake up. Queensland 1-0 in Adelaide, and what an awesome way forward. It is going to be Bedlam there in Game 2 at Suncorp Stadium. We're going to take a break, come back with plenty more. This is Rural Queensland Today. Welcome back to Rural Queensland Today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. It is Thursday morning, the 1st of June. Today is actually World Milk Day, and would would you believe it, it coincides with an announcement of milk pricing for the next 12 months. So later today, on World Milk Day, uh, we will see the locked-in prices for this dairy industry that has had so many challenges. Now, Kay Tomerup is from Tomerup Farms, and she joins us this morning on Rural Queensland today. Kay, good morning, and thank you so much for being with us. Firstly... Happy World Milk Day, um, which is, it, it, we all should, absolutely, we all should be 100% cheering and thanking every dairy farmer in Australia for World Milk Day because without you, we're stuffed. Yeah, absolutely. And and the thing is that um, we are in a very privileged position in Australia. We have the highest quality milk in the world and probably don't recognise that just because it's, it's there. It's always there. So... It always has been there, and we've seen some absolute diabolical situations over years gone by. And there's been campaigns from within, from within your industry, obviously, and from um, politicians, different and only individual, because it hasn't just been one party that have really tried mm. to support and fight for this industry. 
Today, yeah. on World Milk Day, coincides with a pricing announcement. Can you explain how that works? Well, um, 1st of June is is the day where processors um, have to have announced their milk pricing to their suppliers. Yep. And, um, you know, coincidentally coming in on, on World Milk Day. Um, so we are hoping that um, we as an industry obviously are hoping that there will be a price increase. Um, we realise that everybody in this in this chain has to make money. It has to be viable for everybody. But, um, you know, prices continue to rise and input costs um, and labour and all those sorts of things. So we are certainly hoping that there would be um, at least a small increase in pricing announced tomorrow. And, and I guess it comes down to we're already seeing a lot of farmers leave the industry, continuing to see that. And we need to we need to stop that. Otherwise, that privilege of, of fresh milk is coming into question. Um, we're already seeing places where you know Melanda recently had no milk on the shelves in the supermarket. That's a pretty scary thing for staring down a barrel of that in Australia. Um, how does that happen? How, be, like, how, how does that yeah. happen? Like, can you? How do- does that happen? Well, how does that happen? Um, a shortage a shortage of milk, and you know they're they're further up. Um, up, up the top where milk's having to be transported and, and moved around. And already um, milk is moved around across Australia um, to cope with those shortages in, in certain areas. So um, I, I guess we need to be careful that we're not um, basically killing an industry in certain areas. Otherwise, we are facing those shortages. I grab my coffee every single morning. I, I get a, a large cappuccino with one sugar from a local um, a local uh, coffee shop in Ipswich um, as I go to my studio, and I thank them every day because I because of the milk. But yeah. my mail yeah. is on World Milk Day. Um, you know that we are going to see a price drop, and and I'm being genuine here. The mail is that there could be potentially a five cent drop in that price being set. Now. The, the questions I have with the rising costs, and, and if it holds, mate, it, it's a rejoice. But we've seen interest yeah. rates, we've seen rising costs, we've seen fuel, yeah. we've seen labour shortages. Um, we understand to run irrigators, you know, electricity. How can they at all say that surely they drop it or even hold it? There should be an increase. Now, yeah. Kay, I'm, I'm being honest here. I don't believe there's going to be an increase. And as positive as you want to be... I think deep down, I think deep down, you know that there's not going to be one either, um, and that's the yeah. that's the scary situation in an industry where you guys are working every single day, and your output costs are as high as they've ever been. How can they honestly think that they're going to keep and sustain an industry like this um, by dropping it five cents a litre? That is a significant drop. Mm, it is, and and look. As you say, everybody's hoping that that's not going to be the case. And I think um, there is certainly a bit of supply and demand here that where hopefully farmers can say there is, there's a milk shortage. So come on, you, you can't be dropping the price. Um, but everybody's feeling the pinch at the moment. And, and I guess the more that we go and reach for that cheaper price milk, the more that processes are, are feeling the squeeze. And, and if we continue to do that, then they are looking at how do we recoup um, those losses on on that uh, lower price milk. 
and and we completely understand as an industry we understand trying to um, you know tighten your belt and and make sure that you you're saving a dollar everywhere but I think we have to be careful what we wish for a bit if we really want cheap milk what are what are we going to end up with um, if we want farmers that can you know increase their efficiencies and um, you know meet those environmental targets and have the highest animal welfare, we actually need the resources to be able to do that. And that involves being paid properly for what we produce. And that's the big thing, isn't it? Um, we, we absolutely um, need, you guys need to be paid and it's every industry. Now, to be fair, Kay, what you guys have done is single-handedly try to change your stars with the scenic rim and and obviously sharing your story and, and having that farm gate. But the day-to-day proposition is that if the dairy industry shuts down and we start importing milk, which we already do at different stages, I mean, we, yeah. we, we've got a hell of a problem on our hands. Like the, the fact that, that, that any government, that any industry could think, that, that, you know, from a biosecurity perspective, you know, you, the list just goes on and on. We yeah. have to yeah. continue to have our, our pathways here and especially just highlighting the importance on World Milk Day, just how important it is to have this industry yeah, absolutely. And I think um, that's certainly been one of the benefits of what we do here is being able to talk to people directly because I actually believe that people just aren't aware of what goes on and how tight the margins are and things like that. And if we can do our bit to make people recognise that um, we are really trying hard as an industry to be as efficient as we possibly can and um, to meet all those targets that people expect of us, um, I actually think that people will consider, okay, you know, an extra 10 cents isn't going to hurt the budget that much. Um, but if we can't get that awareness out there and that bit of connection between us and our consumer, that's when we've got problems. More than we know. More than we know. What are you doing? What are you going to do today? Are you going to give yourself a, a, a little <laughs> bit of time? I understand no doubt you've got to be milking, but are you going to be able to give yourself just a little bit of time, just a pat on the back? I don't think so. I, I think I'm just very thankful that we are in the position that we're in where we pretty much set our own price and um, that's a privilege to be able to do that and I realise that we can only do that because we're very small and we've gone into a niche market but um, for me, if I can give back something to my industry, it's about raising awareness and getting people on board to support what all the farmers in the dairy industry do and that's that's what I hope will happen today. I'm, I'm putting out the call for people to put their support out on social media and, and show other dairy farmers that they are valued for what they do, and I hope people will, will hop on board. Oh, I think they definitely will. Happy, um, and I mean this, uh, can I please say happy World Milk Day um, and thank you for what you do, and I think everybody listening to us this morning also says the same. Thank you very much for what you do. We really appreciate your time this morning and, and, and I really uh, value it and hope later on, and we will be covering this, that, that we are wrong, but I don't think we will be. But anyway, um, time will tell. Kay Tupper, up. Yeah. thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thanks, Ben. Thank you so much. Um, and look, uh, Kay Tupperup is a, a huge supporter and advocate for the dairy industry and obviously makes it very, very clear um, what an important day it is today, World Milk Day. You think about every single person out there. Without it, we are absolutely stuffed. This is Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network.
Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Ernie Camp is the Berkshire Mayor and the flood recovery process is still going on. Um, there is a long way to all that area in northern Australia is back on its deck. Ernie, good morning. Thank you so much for being with us, mate. How are you, brother? Yeah, good morning and thanks for the interest. Uh, no, um, yeah, slowly moving forward. Uh, it's... Uh, Certainly a big task, um, not only um, as far as the region, the Shire, but also uh, personally on the um, property we own. Um, but um, nature is um, sort of blessing us at the moment. Uh, the country is look, looking fantastic. The river system is looking fantastic. And the stock uh, are recovering. So adding on to that, um, people are slowly getting back to their normal uh, lives, um, but it, it is going to take some time, uh, you know, uh, probably three to five years, uh, yeah. and hopefully don't have another another event in, in the meantime. The, the big thing about it is the state and federal $1 million flood resilient grant to the council uh, and a share in a million-dollar package for mental health and wellbeing announced um, last Friday... To me, I mean, you know, it's not enough. I understand the money's got to come in and there is $75 million coming, you know, for more for bridges and roads and infrastructure funding, you know, that's been committed. But there's a lot more, Ernie, that needs to go on. That is just a drop in the ocean. And I suppose politically you, you're thankful for any help, but I can say this outside looking in, there's been a lack of help. There's been a lack of truly understanding the devastation that's gone on there. Now, Queenslanders are resilient and North Queenslanders are more resilient than anybody. So they're going to get on with it. They're not going to whinge. They're just going to get on with it. But my gut says to me that that this has been handled really poorly by the higher above and that they should have sent in the army. There should have been, you know, help there from the very beginning and it just never came. No, I um, sort of yeah um, agree uh, with your comments. There um, was the hope that um, we'd um, seen some action uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, the million dollars uh, per shire is certainly uh, some step, um, and of course the million dollars shared for mental health um, will be greatly received. But uh, we do feel like the uh, forgotten Australians. Um, you know, um, I thought that. Um, uh, we'd be treated as an event that happened in, in Brisbane or one of the large areas. Um, and as you talked about the 75 million, well, there's certainly no commitments on that. No, um, if we have a, a, a what an ordinary wet season, the communities such as Burke and especially Doomadie will be uh, unaccessible for, uh, again, a number of weeks. Well, in this day and age, that... Um, type of um, being locked out from the community, not be able to run a business is no longer acceptable because we've all got to still pay our bills and stuff and things like that, like any ordinary other Australian. But we are certainly uh, handicapped uh, in the fact that uh, we're tearing a distance where we are. We know where we live where we live, but uh, we would just hope to think that uh, our follower Australians, our follower Australian taxpayers, uh, are willing to assist us out to give the same living standards that they have. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, because no one else would tolerate it. No one else would tolerate it whatsoever. And that's the that's the thing that disappoints me. We talk about this all the time. You have this happen in Paddington, and it has happened there. You've had it happen in seen it in Brisbane. Well, mate, they come out the mud armies, people, the help, the army, everybody's there. And they're there and they're cleaning up and they're making a difference and the media is covering it and it goes on and on and on and there's flood appeals and there's none of that. There's none of that. And that's what yeah, I, well, that's you know, what uh, I've we, got. And you don't want a lot of that. I mean, Ernie, you guys don't want everybody in the Berkshire coming. Like, I get that, but you've got to have some help. We, we certainly need the help in, in a sense. And we know that um, uh, we've been forgotten for some time. So, you know, we've got to play catch up. But... Uh, we watched just what one project knocked off at the time. You know, uh, yep. the previous investment in the Savannah Way, or, 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 which was just a rock and the trade, was back in 2000 and um, oh, some time ago. Um, yep. You know, uh, t- and um, that was one bridge across the Isley River Bridge. Well, you know, if we could just knock one bridge over uh, each year or, or a couple of years, uh, know that um, there's the light at the end of the end of the tunnel. But at the moment. Um, the tunnel just seemed to get deeper. Uh, and, um, you know, we, we would play a place in uh, making Australia a vibrant, uh, wealthy nation if we, would, people would spend or the government would spend money truly in developing Northern Australia. Yeah. Why they don't do it, I don't understand. Can you give us an update on the uh, water security project at Dumaji, um and where, where, where that's at? Well, we are having a uh, meeting with our, our uh, neighbouring or down at Shire, Dumaji, uh, as far as water security, because um, that is, uh, you know, sort of an interesting subject itself. We just had this major flooding event, but uh, we also have times when um, we questioned uh, where the next drink comes from in some areas. I think in the 2019 event, uh, Berkshire was uh, severely flooded on the east and south. But the community of Doomagee was just about uh, out of water. So we certainly have some con- contrast here. But So we want to make some certainty in going further so we can uh, plan for um, not only floods, but in times of, uh, I, I would like to say, I suppose, droughts. Um, yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll do the study, and the study uh, may indicate that we need some storage and if we need storage such as dams, we again need that need that investment um, because we would be able to carry that uh, investment ourselves. But we certainly would be able to part that with uh, state or federal government uh, to give us that security. So, but anyway, if we've got a plan, uh, we can lobby. Uh, how effective? How are we in lobby to attract the funding? Well, that's a question that's certainly left us after this event. That um, um, you can lobby all you like, but. Uh, people have got to be listening. Yeah, you're dead right. You're dead right. Uh, Gregory Campdraft, June 17 to 18. Uh, that'll give you a bit of hope and a bit of relax. I mean, these kind of events, I mean, if it's not a camp draft, it's a rodeo. These community events bring everybody together. And, and the Gregory Camp Draft is taking place on the 17th and 18th of June. That's correct. And, and like, like you said, having these top events does bring the community together. And, um, for a while, we forget about the, our troubles and woes, and uh, we have a, a relax and um, and uh, and of course face the um, job uh, the day after after event. But uh, certainly uh, those sort of events, as far as uh, for the uh, resilience of the people and the mental health of the people in the region, goes a long way.
Yeah, well, I think it's a long, it's a big help as well, mate. That um, that you're there leading the Berkshire. Uh, Ernie Camp does a fantastic job. You don't mince your words, and we really appreciate you giving us some time. It, there's still a lot of work to be done, and our thoughts are with everybody up there. Thanks so much for being with us. Once again, thanks very much for the listeners' interest. Thank you. Thank you. Ernie Camp, Berkshire Mayor. We'll take a break. This is Rural Queensland Today with Ben Dobbin across the Resonate Broadcast Network. Welcome back to Rural Queensland Today. Just a market update. Um, yesterday in Dolby, there was 4,699 head, and it was a lift of almost 600 head. Lots of export buyers um, were not in attendance um, as previous weeks with one major processor absent from the buying panel. And this is what we talked about the day before. There is obviously a lot going on at the moment with unable to get this kilt through. So they are just watching what they're doing at the moment. Um, All classes meeting exact market specifications sold to strong demand. However, prices tapered off on the lesser quality lines. Yielding steers um, and heifers to feed experienced some quality-related price improvements in places. The better standard of cows pen improved topped money. However, uh, average prices remain close to firm. Lightweight yielding steers returning to the paddock average 365 with one outstanding sale to 440 with poorer quality lines down to 267. Yielding steers to feed for the domestic market averaged 337 to 349 with the restockers um, 386. Heavyweight yielding steers to feed averaged uh, 336 with one large consignment reaching 365 and averaging around 302. Uh, four heifers, um, yielding heifers to feed made 314 to average 272. Heavyweight yielding heifers to feed 276 and made 300 cents and local trade lines made 305. Now heavyweight feeder steers, uh, they averaged 302 to average 297. A small selection of heavy grown steers and bullocks to export processes made from 296 to 298. Medium weight score two cows averaged 171. Heavyweight score three cows made 210 to average 204. And a pin of good heavyweight cows made to 235. Uh, Trevor Hess was reporting on that. And obviously, uh, that market um, very, very concerning the way it's going, but not expect unexpected. Like what we've talked about in the past, this job at the present moment has some real challenges, and and that's the that's the thing that everybody needs to understand. Um, you know, it, 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 it is a very tough market at the moment. Gracemere, um, obviously, they had their yarding day. Only a thousand head in Gracemere today, and um, that yarding declined by almost 300 head, um, along with some faraway cattle. Conditioned throughout uh, with a feature line of PTICs from Brailabade, share between processors and re- restockers. Now, the usual lineup of buyers were present um, with a smaller number of lightweight pens of yielding steers sold to 379 uh, to average 257, uh, whilst medium weight lines averaged 250 to 295 with a 309 top. Yielding heifers in the lightweight pens averaged 197. Boy, to 261, medium weight lines 217 to 269 cents a kilo. Uh, Growing steers to the processors made 260, uh, with feeders paying 268 to 294. PTIC cows went to restockers from 197 cents to 227, while processors averaged 211 for the heavy. Four score cows, bulls averaged 210, and a small offering of quality cows and calves uh, averaged from 80, 880 
to $1,420 per unit, and that was Gracemere as well. So the market's obviously struggling a fair bit at the moment. We talked about that supply as well. We uh, want to continue giving you market updates on a daily basis if we can to keep you abreast of everything that's going on. This is Rural Queensland Today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. You're with Ben Dobbin. We'll take a break, come back with more. Well, that's it from us here this morning on Rural Queensland Today on the 1st of June. A big, big show for you and hope you've enjoyed it. Um, And we recapped everything with Origin. Uh, World Milk Day as well and a special day as well. Have a great day. Ray Hadley joins you next. And from all the team here, myself and everybody included at Rural Queensland Today, it's bye for now. Stay safe on the roads. Until next time, we will talk to you. Ray Hadley joins you next. This is Ben Dobbin from Rural Queensland Today. We'll see you tomorrow.